As we've mentioned already a couple of times today, we are honored and very privileged to have with us Mike and Sherry Morrissey. Uh, they are our uh, missionaries uh, in, in Thailand. Uh, they are uh, one of uh, many missionaries that we, uh, we support uh, through the ministry of, uh, of St. John. Mike and Sherry have been good friends for uh, a long time. We have been in ministry together, uh, started out in the old Louisville Conference, now the Kentucky Conference, and we uh, all along have uh, been uh, very thankful for God's call upon Mike and Sherry uh, to, uh, to, to be in Thailand and to share the good news that is, uh, is Christ uh, uh, for the people there. And they're doing a wonderful work, and we will hear of that work here in just the next few moments. I'll um, lift up at this moment and then remind you as the service draws to a close, there'll be opportunity for you to uh, support Mike and Sherry, uh, not only with your prayers, but also financially. And we, we hope that you'll, uh, you'll do that. Uh, they're, uh, they're doing uh, marvelous work, very effective work in Thailand. And I know that you'll, uh, you'll want to consider a gift that direction. But all that being said, let me introduce to you and invite uh, Mike and Sherry Morrissey to come and share. God be with you all. Well, good morning, people of God. We are so glad to be here and worship with you this morning and, and to be worshiping in English, singing English songs is, is, a, is a kind of an exciting thing for us as well. Uh, Mike and I serve with Thailand Now. Thailand Now is a 501c3 and a, an extension ministry of the Kentucky Annual Conference. And we were appointed to serve there after uh, having served as pastors in the Kentucky Conference for 14 years. And after being appointed to Thailand as the first United Methodist clergy to plant the first United Methodist churches there, um, well, we've, we've been there 14 years as well now. So um, we're just blessed to be back to say hello. Before we read the scripture text for this morning, I um, just want to invite you to consider this picture here, these two, two photos. And for those of you who might... Um, might be a little bit closer to our age, you might already guess where this is going. Uh, you just, uh, you might remember a show called Let's Make a Deal years ago. And, uh, you know, contestants would come to the show and, and they were dressed in these wacky, wonky outfits and they were like calling them like, call me, call me, and uh, they all wanted the chance to make a deal. They especially wanted to be in the very last deal that was being made. And, and every time the, you, they would be um, looking to be asked the question, do you choose door number one, door number two, or door number three? Now, if you choose, chose well, uh, you, you might get something like new appliances or uh, a, a brand new car, possibly even a trip to Hawaii. Uh, but if you chose the wrong door, you'd get something like the mule, uh, you know, with a crazy hat, and, and you'd hear the sound like, honk, like you, you, missed the, you missed it, you picked the wrong door. Well, that's just a game show. But in real life, there are doors that we need to choose to walk through. There are decisions that we make along the way of life, and the door that we choose to go through really matters. 
Jesus made an extraordinary claim. We read in John where he said, I am the door. If anyone enters through me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. That's an extraordinary claim, especially in today's world. But he said it himself. He went on to say, the thief only comes to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it more abundantly. Well, this is, this is the God we serve, the one who has given his life for us, that we might have abundant life, not only here today, but eternally as well. The ministries of Thailand now are three, and we're going to give you, a, give you just a brief update and intro, but just so that you can follow and see where we're going, we have three primary ministries. The first is a pioneer pastor's program where we plant self-sustaining churches in unreached areas. The second program is the Abundant Life Program, where we work to establish savings groups, church-based savings groups, and provide biblical training and finance. And the third is the Blessing Home Centers. And if you're a United Methodist woman, you probably, that's the one you probably have heard about more and you've, uh, you've had it on your heart, because this is a ministry that works to save and protect children from trafficking, the sex and drug trades. Just to give you a bit of context where we are serving at, and I just, I'm so glad your church is focusing on missions and, and to understand and just reflect upon how we are called to share the love of Jesus, not only locally at home, but uh, as the circle widens globally throughout the world. And we're here to say thank you for all that you do. We serve in what is called the 1040 window, between the 10th and 40 parallel lines there. And in that region is the, 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 where the minority of Christians in the world live today. In that region, we also have the largest amount of people, 4 billion, and 95% of them are nowhere near a church, nowhere, don't have a church in their communities, and they have no opportunity to hear about the love of Jesus Christ. In that region, we find uh, Buddhism, Hindu, Islam, Taoism, Confucianism. We see governments that declare that they, uh, their people are to be atheists. We see a lot, and we see very little of people who know Jesus Christ. And we see the effects of it. In that region is the greatest poverty, the greatest amount of illiteracy, uh, children and women. The highest rate of trafficking is in those regions. In that region, people are waiting to hear about Jesus. And the irony is, when you look at all the giving that happens in churches, out of every $100 that's given, given for, for missions, less than a penny of it actually goes to church planting in that area of the world. So we're here to say thank you, because your church breaks the mold. Mm. By supporting Thailand, you are supporting one of those 1040, 1040 regions, and we're actually in that little oval right there.
in the Pioneer Pastor Program, you, through your prayers, through your generous giving towards our mission, you helped to plant churches in counties that have never had a church throughout history. And that's where we plant churches. All the white areas that you see on the map up there are counties in Thailand that don't have a single church. And so that's where we plant that. And we just want to praise God because uh, through, through your help, you have helped to plant 41 churches in 41 counties that never had a church before. And I'll tell you, the Thai people, of course, most of them are Buddhists. 5% are Muslim, only 1% are Christian. And, uh, and so when we plant churches, most of the believers in these new churches are coming out of Buddhism, coming out of uh, Islam to a new life in Jesus Christ. And they are just so joyous in their new faith. And for Buddhists, they believe that they were alone. They didn't know that there was a God who, who loved them, and especially that there was a God who loved them enough to send his son Jesus Christ to die on the cross for their sins. They thought they had to pay off their own sins through, through reincarnation, through thousands of life cycles of suffering to burn off their sin. They thought that they were alone, but they have Jesus Christ. Here's a picture of them in a baptism service. And, and you know, their baptisms aren't, you know, solemn ceremonies like we have. I mean, it's more, more like a sporting event. They, they hoot and holler, and they're just happy because they have new life in Jesus Christ. And, you know, people ask us, well, how, how do Thai people come to the Lord? And I go, it's the same way that, that we do here in the States. You know, people come to Christ not, not by, you know, thumping over the head with the Bible. You know, nothing, nothing that you do like that. It's not awkward. Two ways. One is that they see the power of Christ at work through prayer. You know, so Thai Christians, whether they be the pastors or just, you know, ordinary members like, you know, all the rest of us, they pray with people. You know, whenever you have friends, family, neighbors, and every household has a need for prayer. Every household has a need for God to intervene. Whether it's someone has bad health, or finances are, have turned south, or they have relationships that are broken, they always have something that needs prayer. And so, whenever Thai Christians are around someone, and they mention something that's happening in their life that needs prayer, they'll, they'll say this, can I pray with you right now? Not for you, with you. And they'll pray right there with them. And in our prayers, you know, we can all do this. Our prayers don't have to be flowery. They don't have to be, you know, with great words. I know a lot of us, when we pray, and me included, I'm a pastor. I feel, I can feel awkward about my prayers because I, I pray sort of like a, very simple, like a child. And that's okay. And you know, when we pray with people, whether here in the States or in Thailand, when we pray with them for their needs, you can see their hearts change, their hearts melt. And the conversation turns after that. And then later on when we see that God answers those prayers, that he, uh, someone that, that was sick becomes well, someone whose finances were bad, that God provides for their needs, a broken relationship is healed, well then they want to know more about this Jesus Christ. And this is a ministry that we can all do. We can all pray with people. You know, the other way people come to Christ, 
is, is through our, our acts of, of love. When we see someone in need and we go out of our way, we go the second mile to help them. And then they, they go, you know, why, why, would you, why would you help me? People in Thailand, when, when, during this COVID crisis, and people in the cities had no way to work, no way to, er, to earn money to buy food. They had nothing in their homes. And so our mission had to uh, uh, pay. We had to really uh, pump up our programs for helping people in those city areas. And when we'd bring food to people, our, our Thai leaders would, people would ask, why, why are you helping me? You don't even know me. And that just presents the way to tell them. We don't know you, but Jesus Christ loves you. And Jesus Christ knows you. And he led us to come to your place. And then they want to know more about this Jesus Christ. And this is another thing that we can all do. We can all help those who are in need. And then when we help them, we have to make sure to give Jesus Christ the glory. Give Jesus Christ the credit. And introduce them to Jesus Christ. And again, I want to just thank you for helping to make history to expand into counties that never had a church before. It wouldn't be possible without you. And for the Ministry of Global Theological Institute, the Bible College in Thailand that you help support, it's been around now for eight or nine years, and, uh, and we praise God, we've had 96 graduates earning their master in and uh, bachelor degrees so that they can serve in churches all throughout Thailand. Many of them are pioneer pastors themselves. Now back several years ago, we made a transition with Global Theological Institute to being just a regular uh, seminary where people would come and to campus and live on campus to study there. And that was very limited because, uh, you know, we, we had people that could not just throw away their churches because they were, they were pastors who hadn't been trained yet, or they couldn't throw away their farm or their business to go study. And so we changed to be a distance learning institution, where if you have internet or can study by correspondence, you can, they can study and earn their degrees that way. Made that transition and praise God, during COVID here, this ministry didn't slow down a bit because it was distance learning. In fact, all of our students that are in urban areas and they couldn't work, you know what happened? They, because they couldn't work, they had extra time for studies. And, uh, and they've been progressing in their studies at twice or three times the normal rate that they would. So we're going to have a bumper crop of graduates. Isn't that funny how God can take lemons and make lemonade out of it? Amen. The Abundant Life Financial Training Program came out of the recognition of the need of the people. We saw the suffering. Um, when we went to Thailand, 58% of the farmers owned their own property. And just a few years ago, that rate had dropped to 15%. Yeah, that's a huge drop. Debt, rampant debt, easy borrowing, easy money, and then debt that was just impossible to pay back. Now you need to know, too, in the, in the Thai context, when somebody becomes a Christian, um, that's a, a client-patron kind of culture. And if a new Christian has a need, they're going to automatically go to the leader, to the pastor. And they're going to say, you know, I don't have money for my motorcycle, and I, I can't get to work this week. Brother Tom, do you have money for my motorcycle? 
And then somebody else that same day would be coming and saying, you know, I don't have money for my rent. Brother Tom, do you have money that I could just borrow? Please just let me borrow it. I'll, I will promise I will pay you back. Well, um, we knew that this was, this was something that was, was hurting the churches because people didn't have the access to training, financial training, and to know how to manage funds um, in a way that would, would really help their finances and build their strength. And that is when we began to establish church-based savings groups. Now here you see um, three women and they're studying the lesson of the day and Sow, the woman in the middle, she's a woman who before she came to know Christ, she never read. But when she became a Christian, she desired to read her Bible. And today she is one of the strong leaders in one of the groups there in Thailand. Each week as the groups come together, they, they work together to develop savings muscle, we call it, to uh, understand the, the importance of having an emergency fund. And we hear during COVID, we've been hearing about that here in the States as well. But you need to understand in Thailand, um, the situation is, is even more severe financially because the amount they make is this much. And the costs of living, particularly in cities, can be just as expensive as here. So uh, each week the members came together and they learned to save money for emergencies. And, uh, and then there's a lesson, a biblically-based lesson, on about uh, how to control money, how to avoid debt, how to get out of debt, how to, um, how to put God first in our finances through tithing. Here you see a, a class of, um, this is a, one of the savings groups at one of the churches, and men and women participating. One of the wonderful things we have seen is that husbands and wives are actually getting on the same page regarding finances. And, you know, if, if you've got strife going on over finances, you know that that just can really hurt a marriage. So this has helped to become a real powerful testimony in their communities because their marriages are improving as well. And we also celebrate together. Uh, this is a young woman, her name is May, and what you see here is at the end of a service, May came forward, just like uh, standing on the platform here, and she, uh, she gave a testimony, and she said, you know, I've been working to establish an emergency fund. I used to keep this piece of plastic for emergencies. She said, but now I have an emergency fund, and I am committed to trusting God with my finances, honoring him. And she took out a scissor, and right in front of everybody, she cut that card that she and her husband had paid off. And I mean, the freedom, the joy was just amazing. And, uh, and everybody in the, in the whole congregation just bust out, you know, clapping and cheering, because God is the one who's doing the work in people's hearts. When we follow God's word, he really can transform our lives. This is the ministry that uh, Kentucky Methodists uh, know Thailand now for and love, Blessing Home. And it's our ministry to save and protect children from being trafficked in the uh, sex and drug trades. Uh, sex trafficking is a huge problem. Uh, we, we really had no idea about the extent of it until we actually uh, came to Thailand. Uh, there in Pattaya, a city that we live near where the first Blessing Home Center was at, uh, uh, we have eight million tourists that usually come there on a typical year, and the majority of them are sex tourists. Can you imagine that every year in just one, that's just one city, not all the time, just one city. And so many of those tourists are predators 
upon children and teens. It's very dangerous to be in the slums of Patea. As we started years ago, started the Blessing Home Ministry because uh, we had to be able to stop this, uh, this heinous activity that was predators upon our children. And so at, at Blessing Home, we, our goal is to help to keep kids in school through high school because what we've learned is, is that those who are able to stay in school through high school, there's wonderful opportunities for them to work. They're like a typical Pacific uh, Asian nation. They have lots of export factories all around where people can make very good pay, but you have to have a high school diploma. And so uh, we have to keep kids in school, and most of our kids, we just come to our center and get after-school classes for, uh, to help them in school and, and for learning Bible and learning about Jesus Christ. Uh, and we're able to, we don't have to have them into, a, a, you know, an orphanage or anything like that uh, because they're, they're guardians, most of whom are either sex workers or in the drug trades themselves. They want a different life, a different opportunity for their children. Sometimes children fall through the cracks and we have to have our social worker go in there and get them out and, and put them into foster care. But most of them were able to, uh, to uh, just have them stay in their homes and, and help them to get educated. We help them to go to school. Every child needs a uniform to go to school. If you don't have a uniform, you can't go to school. As a matter of fact, uh, children in the older grades need three uniforms. That's why you see the three sets of shoes up there. Uh, they have to have a regular uniform, a PE uniform, and a scouting uniform. Uh, and, uh, and so we help them with transportation because there's no school bus that's going to come and pick you up. We help with transportation and books and, and food and all that they need to go to school and stay in school. And so you see these kids at our Blessing Home Isan Center getting fitted for their uniforms at the uh, beginning of the year. Their school year starts in, in May. Oops, I double-clicked that, didn't I? There you go. And so we have missionaries and Thai staff that, that teach English and help them with homework, and they, they are, are just encouraging these kids all the time to help them to thrive and stay in school. And so we just want to thank you for your support because you, you, we ha have helped for over 600 children through the years in Blessing Home to go through the program. And many of these children, uh, too, have even gone on to go to university as well. Some, someday I'll learn how to use technology. So sorry about that. So... Uh, one of these children, you know, we have some children, though, that end up having to go into Christian foster care uh, because they, they fall through the net. And so we make sure that they get caught, that they don't hit the ground. One of these children here, her name used to be Nat, came out of a, out of a Muslim household, and now her, her name is Maria. Uh, she's the, the child there doing that, uh, that uh, expression in, in the front there, and she is 12 years old. Uh, Maria was one of our first kids at Blessing Home. You see her there on the picture on the left. She was two years old in that picture. Her mother was a sex worker and who, uh, who, like many of the sex workers there, had AIDS, and her mother died shortly after birth. Never knew her mother. 
her father uh, sold drugs and was arrested and, and he was in prison. She never knew either of her parents. She was being raised by a great-grandmother. And in her household was an uncle who sold drugs. One day, they had a, 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 a police raid and they went and arrested everyone in the household. When we went the next day to find Nat, we found everyone was gone. We asked neighbors where, where little Mario was at, and no one knew. And so we asked everyone on our prayer list, all of our prayer warriors, to pray. Because we're in a city of over a million people with a girl missing, and we couldn't find her anywhere. A needle in a haystack situation. And so our Kentucky Methodist prayed fervently, and within the week, we were able to find that girl and get her out. She was, she was nabbed by another predator who was using her as a drug mule to have the drugs on her and to hand it to customers and to get the money. And now she's in a Christian foster home, has been for many years now, and you can see in the middle picture, it's her first day of school, and, and the other, she's in, she's in sixth grade, and she's in a family that just loves her like their own. And this would not be possible without you. These kids have a new life, new opportunities. And I just want to thank you. Sometimes um, we can get sort of numb, dulled to the good news of Jesus. We can take things so much for granted. But we want you to know yeah. it really matters. He is the door. And entering through him makes all the difference in our lives and in the lives of people who are waiting to meet him. You've heard stories about how the thief does come to steal and kill and destroy. But we're here to say thank you for helping to bring Jesus, who brings new life. At the back, uh, as you uh, exit this morning, there's little packets. And we have prayer cards. And we have one of those little refrigerator magnets. From what I understand, during COVID, we make lots of stops by that fridge. <laughs> Personal experience, I know it's true. But we'd ask you to, if you are willing to become prayer warriors for us, please take a packet. Take that card and put it on your fridge and take that other one for your Bible. And there's a little uh, small card inside as well as a pen. And, and if you want to receive our prayer updates, the blog updates, just fill that card in. Leave it in the basket that's in the back. Again, we thank you. We thank you for knowing Jesus and knowing that it matters to know him. And thank you for your prayers and your sacrifices. God bless you. Mike and Sherry, thank you for your uh, great presentation. But moreover, thank you for your uh, ministry. You're making a, a real difference right on the, the, the cutting edge of uh, furthering God's kingdom. God bless you. And we, uh, we count it an honor to partner with you.